TheChairShot.com. TheChairShot.com. Always. Always. Use your head. You are now listening to ChairShot Radio. Always use your head. shot radio time and typically you would be getting hockey talk with patrick o'dowd and david ongar and to pull the curtain back you were gonna get hockey talk this past tuesday but i have to offer my profound apologies to one dr kyle moores as he jumped in to fill in for dave for hockey talk and we recorded this podcast and it was a really good podcast and conversation but Patrick messed up and his audio was so terrible that that podcast frankly could not be used it was not of the quality that I that I wanted to put out there and I like I tried to save it through what limited technology I have I even called tech support uh, who is on the line with me today actually I am joined by uh, Mr. Ray Cash the Reverend himself he tried to help and it couldn't be done, right, bro? It just couldn't be done. And so before we get into what we are going to do today, I want to publicly on this podcast, on Chair Shot Radio today, apologize to Kyle because Kyle, you brought it. You were awesome. It was as good a conversation as I've had about hockey with Dave or anybody else. And I feel truly horrible we couldn't make it work. And so I hope you will not hold this against me and we'll come back uh, and do a three-man booth with myself and Dave. I also hope you accept my Twitter apology because that's the only way I know how to reach out to you. And so check your DMs. I slid into your DMs uh, at the time of this recording. And um, please, 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 I'm very, very sorry. As I mentioned, I am joined by Ray Cash uh, for... Something a little different, an idea that I had. But before we get to what that idea is, I'd like to just say, Ray, how you doing? And thanks for pinch hitting last, 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 last second for me today. That's what I'm here for, man. It's always a pleasure to be with you. Always good to be on. And if it makes you feel any better, just blame it on the fact that uh, Kyle's a Hurricanes fan. You know, I, I would, but he was so de- self-deprecating over over the Hurricanes and like the pain of being a fan of the Canes that I, yeah. I just I, I couldn't I can't I can't put that on. It was on me. Like this was completely on me. It was a poor decision on my part to go forward with a podcast. I should have known better and tried to make it work and failed. So I, I will completely own that. Uh, if you're an OG fan of the Edge, there have been many shows where that has happened to us. So this is just second nature. Like the, the fact sure. that we do consistent stuff on a regular daily, weekly basis is amazing considering the technology that we end up having to use. So yeah, you know, That's and if that didn't get messed up, we wouldn't have a chance to use your brand new spanking, fantastically cool new idea. Absolutely. And let's talk about that idea because this was something that came to mind as I was joking to you, I was literally in the shower trying to think about, okay, if this podcast doesn't work and we can't salvage it, 
what can I do in a pinch that would work? And I, and as anybody who listens to bandwagon nerds knows, I love a good list show. I love, we, we do projects, all that we call them projects on the bandwagon and we'll do all these great listicle shows. And it's, it's a lot of fun. And I got to thinking about doing a similar list show and I, and it started with, well, maybe I'll just do like a top five favorite X, Y, and Z, and that'll be chair shot. And then I was like, well, what if we did a top five, if we took a topic and we did a top five of that topic, but then also juxtaposed it with a worst five in the same topic. And so I was like, I need to bounce this off a couple of people to see what they think. And I started with uh, Ray Cash and Greg DeMarco. Uh, Ray was like, I think that was a terrific idea. I don't think I'm stealing anything from you. And Greg supported it as well. And he was like, I don't even know, like that might be a show on its own. It might not necessarily need to be a CSR. And I said, what the great thing about Chair Shot Radio is we can sandbox it. We can fiddle with it a little bit. And that'll be that'll be how we we see how it works and see how it goes. And so we're calling this the five by five. And what we're gonna do this week for our topic, we are gonna do our five our top five. Since it is the holiday slash Christmas season, we are going to do our top five best slash favorite Christmas specials and juxtapose that with what we think are the five worst Christmas and holiday specials. And I can tell you right now that from my five worst, it will not be without controversy. And yeah, Ray, same, same, same. same. And so I'm very excited to do this. The format we're going to run with today is we are going to basically trade off our lists. And so we will start with number five in our like of worst specials and do our number five worst after we share our, our number five worst and why. Then we'll go into our number five best and why. And we'll do that all the way until we get to our number three worst. After our number three worst, we'll take a quick commercial break and then we will come back and finish out the list. And that will be the first ever five by five. So congratulations, folks. You're catching our pilot. Uh, I'm really excited to do that. But before we get into those lists, we are going to immediately run to our first commercial break because that's what I like to do here on the chair. Pay the bills, baby. I do. Got to pay the bills. So we will catch you on the flip side in one minute and 16 seconds. You are listening to chair shot radio here on the chair shot radio network, a part of the ChairShot.com. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with angry lemonade. You can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code ChairShot. head to angry to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. 
Go to powerslam.tv, promo code ChairShot, get your free month. Again, that's powerslam.tv, promo code ChairShot. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. All right. Welcome back, everyone. And we're going to jump right in. We're going to get right to it. I'm so excited to to do this. I'm I'm really stoked about this idea. And, Ray, I'm going to take the liberty of going first in this in this sure. pilot this day it's, it's, it's my baby i, I want to go first and like i said we're going to start with our number five worst christmas special and i am jumping out with a controversial one right out the gate because my number five is what many consider a holiday treasure and classic and that is will ferrell's classic movie elf wow. i can't <laughs> stand this movie i think it is cheesy i think it is overproduced i think it is desperate i hate will ferrell as a character i hate the quote-unquote magic he brings i i vehemently dislike this film i think it is i don't think it's well made i think the story is dumb and yeah i know that there's a ton of people out there that love it Uh, i don't care for zoe deschanel ray is pointing at himself so and here's my hope. I joked about this before we recorded. Maybe it pops up on Ray's top five list, and that'll be hilarious when it comes up because I I can't stand it. I don't like it. And for me, that hmm. is my number five worst Christmas special. I am instantly regretting being on the show. Yeah! <laughs> Welcome to the pilot. Um, no. I, look, I get it. it. Elf ends up being in my opinion, a lot more controversial than it should. But hey, to each their own. My number five, I would believe, is as equally controversial because one could say that it is the pentomit Christmas movie of all time. And that is Ralphie himself, A Christmas Story. Oh, snap. Why? Now, Now, I think it is a fantastically decent movie the reason it's on this list is because it is in no way or should be in no way the movie we associate with christmas at one point all the turner stations would play a christmas story for 24 hours on christmas eve and christmas it is not that good of a movie and just the fact just because of the fact that it's overhyped just because of the fact that it's overshown and just because of the fact that this movie was made in what 84 Yep. Like that? 84? 30 years since then, we've had almost 40 years. We've had so many much better movies that should be consistently associated with Christmas. That this is still the movie, it blows my mind. It's got to be on the bad list for me. Oh, wow. I will tell you this. My good friend David Ungar is going to be coming after us hot the next time. (laughs) Or coming after you hot. No, no, I don't know about Elf. Tony will come after me over Elf because I do believe he really likes Elf, if I if I remember correctly. But Dave loves him some Christmas stories. So, all right. So let's juxtapose that. We're gonna go to the other side in my top five, my number five favorite holiday special of all time. This comes from my childhood. It's a 1980. I don't remember the year that it came out, uh, but it was from the 80s. It used to play on HBO. Uh, every year and I used to get so excited about it it was Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas and it was produced by Jim Henson the Jim Henson Company it's based on a book of the same name 
and it is a retelling of the gift of the magi uh with this small um woodland creature town and emmett otter and his mother um uh live uh they're very very poor uh and they make ends meet by doing odd jobs around the town and emmett wants desperately to get his mother something valuable for christmas and she wants the same and so they both enter a musician contest and sacrifice the other's most prized odd job item in an effort to win a contest to get them a nice christmas gift it is a beautiful little story like i said it's a retelling of the gift of the magi um it's very sweet um and is also the reason why we have the Riverbottom Nightmare Band, which in in, in, in and of its own right is worth checking out. And so that's my number five, Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. Knowing you the way that I do, I wouldn't be surprised if that's not the only Jim Henson movie it is. on your list. It's the only one on my list. Really? No Muppets? Okay. Nope. Muppets Christmas Carol isn't a bad movie. It's not at all. I watch it every year. Um, I... I so real quick, so as of recording this, uh, the day that this comes out, uh, Hanukkah would have ended the day before. I just want to give a quick um, shout out to all those who celebrate Hanukkah. Hanukkah blessings and, to all, yeah. yeah. Yes, and go check the Rugrats special on Hanukkah. It's fantastic. Yes. want to give a little good. love to other cultures besides Christmas. My number five. I am curious if you've seen this or not. You may have seen the original movie, but I don't think you've seen the second movie. But there is, you know, it's terrible that movies are considered black movies when they're just movies, but this would be considered a black movie. Um, there was a movie made in the 90s called The Best Man with Tay Diggs, Morris yep. Chestnut, Terrence Howard. Well, the sequel to that movie was The Best Man Holiday. I believe it came out in 2017. About 20 years from that period. Um, go ahead. You, I've heard of it. I've never seen it. Okay. Um, well, first and foremost, if you've seen The Best Man, instantly you're transfixed in these characters. But The Best Man Holiday, uh, essentially, essentially The Best Man is, Morris Chestnut is a football player who's about to go to the league, and uh, who's in the league and is about to get married. Um, his best friend is Tay Diggs, who is a writer. And Tay Diggs comes out with a book that tells all their business from, from college. And he slept with uh, Morris Chestnut's wife before they were together and all around that. Anyway, it's a fantastic movie. Best Man Holiday, though, is one of those movies that if you don't cry, you're either a tough son of a bitch or you either don't have emotions. Because, and I don't want to give it away because it's such a beautifully constructed movie. So many fun moments in the movie. So many um, tentpole moments in the movie. Um, if... If you don't love Can You Stand the Rain by New Edition, you will love it because of this movie. Really fun, really good, and it is, it is centered around Christmas and a Christmas, maybe not so much miracle, but it's a fantastic movie, really good, really underrated. Um, I even think Rotten Tomatoes has it like super high. Right. Uh, but yeah, I would, I would venture those who haven't seen it, if you're willing to try something new, the Best Man Holiday, fantastic movie. Uh, that is my number five best. Excellent. Wonderful choice. I'll have to check it out and add it to the list of specials that I watch. 
Heading back over to the other side of the list, we're going into our worst, my number four, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, starring Jim Carrey. Starring Jim Carrey. Okay, okay. The live okay, action okay. version. Okay. I set you up beautifully on that, by the way. Ooh. I love how that went. That movie is an overwrought... Here's the thing. How the Grinch Stole Christmas should not be built for anything more than a half-hour animated special that exists voiced by Boris Karloff. The book itself doesn't have enough room to lend itself to a, an hour-and-a-half to two-hour movie. Now, the Benedict Cumberbatch animated one is better, but still is has that the to, most recent one? Yes, but it still has okay. to like add stuff to the story in order to make it work. And that's the ultimate mm -hmm. thing that bothers me the most out of watching... One, Jim Carrey just overdo it and, and not in a good way. And two, it's just bloated and it's boring and it's not a fun it's not a fun movie to watch. And so for me, easily on my number four worst as my number four out of this this worst holiday specials list. Ray Cash, I turn it to you. You got me. You did get me. Um, but I mean Jim Carrey is a comedic genius, but he has never been one who's not known for overdoing it. It's true. He um, does have some stinkers out there. My number four is maybe another shocker for some people. Some people, some people are listening to this and they're like ready to cut us off. <laughs> Just right, right, right. we haven't even got halfway through this. Um, my number four is the Night Before Christmas. Tim Burton. Oh, the Nightmare Before Christmas. Nightmare Before Christmas. Yes. Um. Again. Not a bad movie, but I would see to you that this movie came out as I was a child, and this movie scared the holy hell out of me. <laughs> and Christmas movies should not be scary. Christmas movies should be fun and inviting. And there is, as you get older, a kind of a, a, a macabre beauty to it. But that shit creepy as hell, bro. Right. This movie is creepy as hell. And uh, I was not prepared for such movie as a young four or five-year-old. So... That has never left my mind. Henceforth, this is not a movie I enjoy. Very nice. Before, I, you know, it's interesting. That movie kind of drags a little bit uh, in the middle. Like it has this really strong opening, but then like in the middle part, it really does slow down quite a bit and um, doesn't necessarily capture things until we pick up at the end when he's actually trying to deliver a Santa Claus. So I, uh, I hear that. But that's one Tim is, Burton, though. Same thing with right. James and Giant Peach. Yeah. Drags in the middle. There's a stretch in the middle where it's like, eh. Right. So I, I hear that. My number four best is a classic. Easily a classic. And that is the stop motion animation, Rankin and Bass, Treasure, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. This one holds okay. a lot with me personally with my mother. Uh, because my love of the holiday season and holiday specials really comes from my mom. And... The last four, the, my, the rest of my top four, like that's really going to be what it is. It's going to be um, stuff that I, I spent time with my mother with. And, and I just, I've loved that story. I don't care if people think that it's, you know, I, I don't know. I've heard all kinds of criticize, criticisms about how it doesn't age well. And yes, there's, you know, things like telling the women to wait and this is man's work stuff. And I get that it's a product of its time. Believe me, I got one higher on my list that's even worse of a product of its time. So, but I still, I can't, I can't quit it if, if that, if that makes sense. But Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, my number four amongst best holiday specials of all time. 
Isn't I can't quit? Isn't I can't quit it? Isn't that a a, yeah, that's a, back a phrase for broke back mountain? Yeah, yep. <laughs> say yep. I can't quit you. Um, my number three, my number four best, right? Yep. Gremlins, baby. We just watched that the other day. It's on HBO Max that's right good. now. It's so good. It's so good. First and foremost, I, I used to be called Gizmo as a kid because oh, okay. I was kind of mischievous like that uh, when I was a kid. Um, you know, me, I think you agree with this wholeheartedly, but maybe less than I do, but I don't think that every movie needs to be Lawrence Olivier-esque no, acting, right? Gremlins is perfect for what it is. It is a campy comedy horror centered around the beauties of giving gifts at Christmas. And it plays into all of that. It is such a fun movie to watch. Um, Gremlins 2 gets a little more scary. Gremlins 1, I don't think, gets to the terrifying I dis- I, portion. I disagree entirely. I think Gremlins is way Gremlins darker. is more scary than 2? Gremlins 2 is the one where they take over the cable video or the cable company mm-hmm. and like has like the gr- has like the goofy, like crazy Gremlin. Like The only thing that I found mm-hmm. a little scary out of Gremlins 2, the new batch, was the spider spike, uh, the, the, the spider one. Like that mutation exactly. gremlin is a little scary, but like Stripe as a kid, Stripe, gremlins, this is a true story. I have a minor phobia that people think is weird. I don't like to walk down dark streets with Christmas lights where like all the houses are, like when it's quiet because of the scene in the original gremlins movie where they all show up as a horde in the empty downtown area. I was a little kid mm-hmm. and that terrified me. And that yeah. ambiance is what I, I, the gremlins one is much like the creatures are much more menacing they're much more deadly in my opinion like there's so like because in gremlins 2 you've got like the girl sexy gremlin you, yeah that you've got like that like i said you got the goofy crazy one um, you're right and you're the right electric, I would agree. the electric one like they're still the bad guys uh but it's just it to me it was it was always gremlins one was way darker and Thank scarier you. Thinking about it, thinking about it, I think you're right. I think the reason I think that in my mind is because Gremlins One never felt like it had real stakes to me, though. It just felt like chaos. They didn't feel like real stakes. Gremlins Two had real stakes. They were trying to kill Gizmo. Well, yeah, they they um, yeah they don't try to kill Gizmo. They do try to like reap. They did they Gremlins. I mean, it's based out of you know World War Two legends uh, of American machinery breaking down. In like Japan mm. and things like Never that. About that. Yeah, if you listen to Mister Futterman, he talks about like gremlins in in the plane from WWII and how they keep sending them over and ruining mm. stuff, and that's where that comes out of. It's mildly racist in nature. So, huh. all right. okay, yeah. So we're gonna go into our number threes, uh, our number three worst, and I'm going to go to the animated side of things this time with what I think will be surprising to you, but. As a child of the 80s, I consumed everything He-Man. And the He-Man and She-Ra hour-long Christmas special is one of the worst pieces of animation I've ever watched in my life. The special is dumb. It, you know, As a kid, I, I watched it because it was He-Man. So bad. So, so bad. That's really all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> I didn't know that existed. It I does. would say I, I would it watch DVD. it, but I don't want to. Don't. It's an hour long. Skeletor discovers the Christmas spirit. Like, for for oh like an episode, God. it's bad. It's bad. 
<laughs> okay. Um, well, uh, thing with worse, my number three is, and with all due respect, they tried. They tried very hard. But Home Alone 3 is not a good movie. No. No. And they tried so hard. And shout out to, I believe, Scarlett Johansson. I believe this is her first movie. Okay. Uh, I think so. She was because she was a, I believe she was a kid and she was the big sister in this movie. It is not a good movie. It's not. Now I will give credit for this movie for one thing. Some of the booby traps are clever as hell. Nice. But the movie is not good. And it only hurts. Sequels are really hit or miss, right? We know that. We cover this every every Monday on the bandwagon. Uh yeah, following one and two. And then you don't bring back Kevin. Like, what are you doing? So it just it's not I mean, it's not a good movie. The poor kid, it's cute, but he isn't Macaulay Culkin cute. It has to live the legacy of what Home Alone and what Macaulay did the first two movies. And it's just it just doesn't hit. And it's a shame. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Did you know that there are actually five Home Alone movies, not counting the one that Disney Plus put out there? There are two more. There's out two there. more. We don't know about. There are no. You can get them as a box set on Amazon.com. So, let that stick in your brain a little bit as we get ready to head to our commercial break here. Um, but yeah, there's five Home Alones, not counting the Disney Plus special that just came out. So, it, is it like the Marine Seventeen with like the yeah, Miz? I, and I, I'm going to be Rick honest. Kali I've never watched. I've never watched a Home Alone past two. So I've never seen three, four, or five, but if you really want to, they're out there. All right, folks, we are at the halfway point of our pilot run of the 5x5. We're going to take our second commercial break. Before we get to our recorded commercials, though, it is my job to remind you that if you love what we do here at TheChairShot.com, head over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash TheChairShot and invest in one of our many shirt options available. I, a little birdie tells me, there's some new designs coming that are going to be very, very excited. I had a hand in one of them, so I'm, I'm thrilled. And once I know that those are official, we'll, we'll talk about them there. Otherwise, you can still get some great stuff like hashtag journalism, save tag team wrestling, everybody hates Craig, any number of our logos, and even some of our shows, including Bandwagon Nerds, where you hear Ray and I basically every Monday, though we, we kind of float in and out. Like The, the attendance is... is rotating if you will as it is 19.99 a shirt if you're feeling fancy want something that feels nice on your giblets spend a few dollars more get it soft style once again that is prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot when we come back ray and i will wrap up the five by five starting with our number three greatest holiday special of all time This is your boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. All right, welcome back, everyone, and we are jumping right back into the five by five. We are at our number three best holiday special of all time and this is the last animated special on my list my number hmm. three is a charlie brown christmas and oh, yeah. as again much like rudolph this is something i watch with my mom all the time 
I love Charles Schultz and I loved the Charlie Brown um, character. I identified with him as somebody, you know, and I think everybody identifies with Charlie Brown on some level of just things just don't go your way. It's just not in the cards for you. And between him and Peter Parker as a kid, those were two characters that as a young boy, I, I felt and saw myself in those characters. And a Charlie Brown Christmas where things work for him at the end is great. And it's such a simple, yes, it's a, it's a very overtly Christian story. But it's it's so simple, it's so beautiful. There's no real plot. Like if you go, there's no real plot. It's a Bible verse and a quest to get a Christmas tree, and that's it. And it's about you know, and, and again, it's really about like the togetherness and being with your loved ones and your friends during a, during the holiday season. I love it, and um, it's one of the last specials I watch as I as I burn through Christmas stuff uh, every year. Uh, I usually watch it on Christmas Day, so that's my number three. I don't think that gets the love it should because we we know so uh so much we think so much about uh it's the great pumpkin charlie brown right and so i feel like that gets lost by the wayside but it's a fantastic special i give you that my number three though you're going to disagree with me because it was your number five <laughs> so that would be elf yes i think elf. i hear i i hear your criticism i do why we have these shows. and yes exactly and i under i'm a will ferrell fan i understand he can be too much i get it i get it but there is something beautiful about seeing a grown man with the wide-eyed bewilderment of a child simply sure. about one thing and that's christmas christmas is by nature an overtly christian um holiday but what elf does allows to see the other side of Chris of Christmas, which is just the, the the beauty of a child believing in something bigger than themselves. Right? Because Santa essentially is something bigger than all of us. And right. so I think Elf is such a beautiful movie in that regard. Um and I think it's even made more beautiful by the fact that there were other grown men, just like in real life, trying to take away his bewilderment and his happiness and his joy. Uh, Elf is, Elf may be to me the most, one of the most clever movies Will Ferrell's ever done. And it really isn't a comedy to me. Yeah. I, I get that. I, I get that he's wild and he's a grown man. You know, the scenes of him with his, at his dad's house, you know, being too tall and sitting on his dad. I get all that. It's really not funny to me. It's really kind of just the drama. Sure. Um, but no, I, I think it's a fantastic movie. And I, when I think of Christmas, I, get, I immediately think of, that's one of the movies I think of. And, I, nice. and that's the main thing to me. So you should check out, if you haven't already on Netflix, the movies that made us, the, Christmas, the holiday movies that made us, because they have a very in-depth documentary about the making of Elf and some of the things that they ran into in just trying to get that thing put together. Uh, particularly around rights with Rankin and Bass and the fact that James Caan didn't get it. And like, and it was a lot of work to get James Caan on board with, with what they were trying to do. This moves us over into our number two. This is another animated uh, feature for me. It is another Rankin and Bass um, stop motion animation special. Uh, but this one goes a little, uh, is a bit more underground. So 
Rankin and Bass really made its hay making holiday specials with these stop motion animation things. And there's all kinds of classic ones that people love year without a Santa Claus, Rudolph the red nosed reindeer and so on and so forth. They made some stinkers. And this one here is a stinker. It's Pinocchio's Christmas. <laughs> and I don't know if you've ever seen it, but it's basically, it's basically the story of Pinocchio centered around Christmas where he just makes terrible decisions left and right. Uh, and there's this like weird, sinister fox-like character. It's just dumb. It's bad, and it's one of those they stick it on as a special feature on like another movie. And I had to go look it up because I wanted to make sure I got the title right. Um, but it was like a special feature underneath my copy of uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. It's a. It's a. It's a special added feature to my copy of How the Grinch Stole Christmas. They're like, here, watch this too. So I'll sucker me. I'm like, okay. Oh, that's rough. So is it like the old B-sides on 45s? When it's like the, they, it's they, like they... the D-side. Like, not the B-side. <laughs> like, it's like the D-side. Like, it's not good. Legit question. Jiminy Cricket is both in A Christmas Carol or have whatever the Scrooge story, whichever you, whatever you call it. No, the cricket and, on the hearth. It's not Jiminy Cricket. At least I don't think it is. It's a, it's a cricket. It's, there, I thought it was is, Jiminy. There is a cricket. I don't think it's Jiminy. Jiminy was made up by Walt Disney when he made the movie Pinocchio. Like, he just gave it a name. Okay. Okay, so maybe that's what it is. Okay. It's, it's like the Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Jim, or not Jim Henson. Walt Disney made up the names of the Seven Dwarves. They didn't actually have names until Walt Disney made the movie. Well, you know, I live in a Disney-fied world, sir. So, there you go. <laughs> all right, what's your number two okay. worst? I don't really have a lot to say about it because it's not a good movie. But I just like I said with my, with my third worst, uh, sequels don't do well often. And the Santa Claus three, the escape clause hmm. with Tim Allen and yep. God bless him, I love him with all my heart, Martin Short. It's not a good movie. I, you know sometimes, and, and sometimes keep getting them checks you know. is not a good thing. It, there's a lot of really favorite that movie is very rushed and hastily put together you can tell that um i would be disingenuous if i didn't say i watch it every year because i i have the trilogy so you got to watch all three like you don't you don't want to skip one but uh yeah i'm with you but it's, the first two, but the first two were good and the yeah. first two have a heart to them the third was just like yeah we needed to make a third so I let's mean, make a third yeah they went commercial like all the way went commercial so that's a, that is a very fair number two uh, my number two best. This is the this is another one of the ones where I was, it's a product of its time. Uh, it's the Irving Berlin musical classic Holiday Inn, starring Bing Crosby and Fred Astaire. And this movie was made in the 1940s. Uh, it is the film that gives us White Christmas. Contrary to what a lot not of people believe, that, yeah. the movie White Christmas did not give us the song White Christmas. It was Holiday Inn, and the basic premise is that Bing Crosby is an entertainer who gets tired of the grind and decides that he wants to open a farm in Connecticut, but he has a nervous breakdown trying to run a farm in Connecticut because he's a city guy who has no idea how to do it. So he decides to turn his farm into an inn where people come and it's open holidays only uh, with a, with performers. And it's very, very cleverly done. The movie is centered around the performances at the end based on these holidays. And, and it's kind of neat. And it has a totally 
racist blackface routine in the middle of it when they celebrate Abraham Lincoln because this movie was made in 1942 and vaudeville was still a thing and white actors played all the roles and so horribly racist scene like we're talking like there's a there's a jigaboo character in Mm. in the scene like it is not good and amc when they air the movie like they edit out the abraham lincoln thing rightfully so uh and it does serve a plot purpose in that he um he is trying to hide his love interest from fred astaire who's trying to steal her but it's it's woof woof but the rest of the musical is quite good and it is one of my favorites. Again, something I watched with my mom. Oh, well, see, I was going to make a joke, but because you brought your mom into it, I can't make a joke now. No, you can make the joke. It's fine. I was, I was going to say, hey, yeah, guys. So, you know, except for that massively blatant racist part of the movie, it's great. Yeah. It is. like I And I can't yeah. even defend it. Like, I won't try to defend it. It's not good. It's wrong. But... For me, you know, again, it's the music. It's what gave us White Christmas. It's what gave us yeah. so much more. So, and those three people you named: Ber- Irving Berlin, Bing Crosby, and Fred Astaire, legends. So, I, I'm with you. Absolutely, you're number two, sir. You're a mean one, Mister Grinch. Okay, the the cartoon. I'm hoping. Yes, the cartoon, the original. Because this is going to get really awkward if you were like Jim Carrey's. <laughs> Um, no, I, I do believe that. Call me crazy. But I know we've had Frosty the Snowman and Rudolph and all these other uh, very known characters around Christmas. I think the number one character in the history of Christmas lore that's not Santa Claus is the Grinch. Because I think the Grinch is the perfect example of what Christmas means. He hated it. He hated everything. His heart was too small. He couldn't love. And all he needed to do was just buy in and allow himself to 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 join in the festivities. It's just a, it's such a beautiful movie. It's hilarious, first and foremost. When he oh, steals yeah, all his the presents. Dog. Yep. Yeah, oh the poor dog. <laughs> my dad, my <laughs> father loves Max. Like that's his favorite, his favorite character. So Yes, I, I'm with you on that one. Yeah, you can't argue against the Grinch. That's that's one. That's a seminal classic. It's it's terrific. By the way, Max is one of the redeeming qualities of the new uh, cartoon, the with, Benedict uh, Cumberbatch one. Yeah, yeah. Max I, I actually, fantastic. I actually didn't mind that one as much. Like, man, and the little O'Dowd, he loves it a lot. Like, we went and saw it at the theater. Had a great time. So, it's it's much more solid than than my number four, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. All right, my number one worst holiday special. Another Rankin and Bass stop-motion animation feature, Rudolph and Frosty's Christmas in July. Folks, this is when the stop-motion thing completely jumped the shark. It is a two-hour-long movie of Rudolph and Frosty trying to save a circus run by a cowgirl voiced by Ethel Merman. It's something. <laughs> it's something. And again, it's one of those stuck on a DVD underneath 
other stuff. And and actually in in this one, it's its own DVD because it's so long that they didn't stick anything else stick anything else on there. Watch it once, never watch it again. Rudolph and Frosty's Christmas in July. I mean, you know, just ignorantly thinking here. Why would a snowman be in July? I know Frosty had magical powers, but let's be real. Well, he was given he was given magical powers to help the he was given the magic to stay not melted for a period of time. And there like there's all this like corrupting the innocence of Rudolph. There's an evil reindeer involved. Like there's all <laughs> kinds of weird shit. Like it is it is something. So yes, that's okay. my that's my number one. What is your number one worst? Christmas special. My number one worst Christmas special is maybe the best movie we've mentioned of all the movies. But it's number one worst because it's not a Christmas movie. Die Hard. Yes! I agree with you. I didn't put it on the list because Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. I am with you. That it, that's that, Again, that's the only impetus. It is a fantastic movie. One of the best... It should go. It's in the time capsule. It's one of the best movies you'll ever watch, but it's not a Christmas movie. A Christmas movie is not a movie that takes place during Christmas. Thank Christmas you. movie is a movie that is involved. Gremlins is a Christmas movie because Gizmo was a Christmas gift. Thank you. You know what I mean? So just because Die Hard takes place on December twenty fourth and twenty fifth does not make it a Christmas movie. And because of the argument, this, this is this is one of those arguments up there with there's a hot dog, a sandwich, and stuff like that. It, no, Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. And henceforth, here on the 5x5 five five pilot, we are ending the discussion. I, I can curry cur, 1,000%. And that's all I'm going to say about that. It's not a Christmas movie. Time for our number ones. Wrap up our first ever 5x5. Five five. My number one is the 1951 British version of A Christmas Carol starring Alistair Sip. Now, this is another special that is near and dear to my heart. Another one that I used to watch with my mother. It is the very last Christmas movie I watch every year, period. Always the last one. And it is beautifully acted. It is the most in keeping with the dark gothic nature of A Christmas Carol, written by Dickens. It's not a beautiful, happy book. Like, if you ever read A Christmas Carol, it is not. It is a reflection of the times in London and the plight of the poor and the exceedingly wealthy. Odd. Sort of familiar to what's going on now. And this 1951 version does nothing to hide from that. And it's it's wonderful. I, I love it and I watch it every year. And it used to air on our local CBS. And they would time it to when midnight struck, that was when Scrooge woke up for Christmas Day. And so it wow. was very, it was very cleverly done and they don't do it anymore. Uh, but that, yeah, I love it. I think it's beautiful. I think it's just a beautifully done film and is worth watching. And in fact, I need to update it to a, a Blu-ray or digital version uh, so that you just have cleaner picture and better sound. So that is my number one. I cede the floor to you, Ray, for any thoughts you have about that. And then your number one. Great movie. Great movie. So many. Great movie, great characters, great book. Dickens was a genius. Um, anytime you, you see these movies or these stories where a ghost kind of makes a person relive their livelihoods, it comes from this. 
Um, yeah, man. Uh, shout out to Jiminy Cricket. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's fantastic. And uh, again, Scrooge is one of those characters you associate with Christmas. In fact, Humbug is a part of my daily vernacular. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. All right. So what's your number one? You're going to wrap up the first ever five by five. So let's hear it. I appreciate the honor, sir. Um, I am very much a child of my generation. I was born in 1988. Henceforth, I am a late 80s baby, sir, but I am a child of the 90s. And the biggest movie of the 90s involving Christmas is Home Alone. Yeah. It is everything that a child would want to see. Everything. I I was there. I saw it in the theater. I yeah. remember it with my dad and my little brother. So It's, it's just... It's so fun. It 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 shows why that kid was a multimillionaire by the time he was twelve. Right. It, <laughs> also, show, it also shows why he his life was ruined by the time he was fifteen. What a hundred percent. By the way, so we don't have to talk about the movie necessarily because everybody knows what it is. It's fantastic. It's great. It's classic. Whatever. The most fascinating thing to me is, and I'm sure there's been like articles about this. What did the daddy do to have that big of a damn house with all them kids? Yeah. I know I all those know. kids weren't his, but. Investment he was banker. Work, bro. That's that's what I was he saying. Was, he was it, it, junk bonds. He was doing something shady. Uh, we'll 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 never know. Chris Columbus, by the way, as the director, just has always been so great with children, and, and helping them with acting. And you just you see it. Or is that John Hughes? Did John Hughes do Home Alone? I think it was Chris Columbus. Well, that's what we for got a second, idea, I'm right? now. Right. I think it was Chris Columbus. I think John Hughes was involved and handed it over Chris to Chris Columbus. Another Chris movie that he did one is, and two. Right. Another movie, by the way, that is uh, available um, or uh, has is a part of that uh, movies that made us ho- uh, holiday uh, series uh, and talks about the making of Home Alone and how that transitioned from a John Hughes movie to a Chris Columbus movie. So excellent, excellent choice and a solid go around for our first ever five by five. We've done this once, and I've already thought I want to do it differently next time. I think next time I do want to just—I want to split the show in half. Do the first half be the worst, and the second half be the best, and wrap it that yeah. way. But this is what we use Chairshot Radio for sometimes, folks, is to kind of sandbox and see how we like a show, see how we like an idea, and see how it works. So I hope you enjoyed this edition of Chairshot Radio with us. Before we go, Ray, tell everybody where they can find you out there in the universe. To your point, real quick, uh, the new revamped Battlelands What If came from a random chair shot radio with me and Mags. We did yeah. a What If, and we were like, oh, this should be a show. Um, so with that being said, of course, you can find me at It's Ray Cash. That's R-E-Y as in Mysterio. C-A-S-H as in dollars. And of course, uh, I'm a member of the bandwagon at Bandwagon Nerds. I'm a member of Badlands at Bad- Bad- Badlands Pod. I am one of the hosts of uh, Outsiders Edge at Outsiders Edge CS. And you can catch your boy every Friday morning on uh, our version of Chair Shot Radio. So, uh, yeah, appreciate you, man. Excellent. Thank you once again for jumping on this impromptu podcast and helping me out. I really I really appreciate it. I had a lot of fun. My I pleasure, hope you man. enjoyed it, too. Um, yeah. I, and I hope that uh, everybody out there also enjoyed listening to, to this run through uh, and you know, we appreciate any feedback. Send your hate tweets to at Attitude Ag. Send all the love to at Wrestling Realist. That is at W R E S T L N G R E A L I S T. 
that's going to do it for the first ever five by five chair shot radio podcast. Thank you everyone for listening. Enjoy your holiday season and we will catch you next time on the chair shot radio network on chair shot radio, a part of the chairshot.com where we encourage you to always use your head. The chairshot.com always use your head.